What's going on, everybody? We are back, Mike. We're back with the Mike and Miss show. What's going on, Mike? What's happening, man? We are doing our first pre-recorded show. When you're watching this now, it's going to be live. But right now, now, it's not live. When will then be now? Then will be now when now is then. Soon. The answer is soon. That is a line out of space balls. balls. Get your <laughs> shit together. Um, hey, we're going to do our sponsor reads real quick, and then we're going to come on with our first guest of the evening, who we have not seen in a very long time inside the squared circle. Uh, Chris Sorrow will be here in a second, but before we do that, let's pay some bills. Here we go. Norcom Mortgage and Michael Mish are delivering the American dream to those who serve America, helping veterans obtain the dream of home ownership. They offer programs that include no money down, no first-time homebuyer requirement, 100% cash-out refinances, rehab loans. They can help you purchase a home, purchase a condo, refinance an existing mortgage, create a dream home with rehab loan. To learn more, visit www.michaelmish.norcommortgage.com or call 860-884-2103. You hear it every week, best in the business, Mike Mish, not just my cousin, but a top 1% mortgage broker in the country, Norcom Mortgage, call them 888-864-2103. Mike is licensed in 38 states in the United States. He can help you all over the country if you want to be a homeowner or want to renovate your home or whatever you need to do when it involves a loan, you hit up Mike. Um, you see me wearing it, you see Mike wearing it. Guerrilla Warfare Apparel. Go to guerrillawarfareapparel.com. Buy yourself some stuff. Use promo code Mike and Mish and get 15% off your total purchase. And you can look as cool as the guys on your screen right now. Right, right? Uh, supplements, dude. Everybody's getting back in the gym in, in the gym. Beach season's coming. Condemned labs, man. Condemnedlabs.com. These supplements are strong high quality supplements. I know I've taken every supplement under the sun and I give these guys the stamp of approval big time. Go to condemnedlabs.com, get some stuff, use promo code Mike and Mish, get 10% off your uh, purchase and you'll thank me later. And last but not least, we got bare knuckle corn snacks. These things are delicious. I just ate a bag of the dill pickle flavored popcorn while I watched Game Bread Boxing 4 last night, which was fantastic. I think we're going to talk a little bit about that. And um, I, he's not really a sponsor right now. He said he's going to come back on pretty soon. But BK Bet Shark, we still follow you, bro. Everybody, go follow the BK Bet Shark. He's the man. He's making all kinds of money. He batted a thousand the last time he. Oh, yeah. His, uh, his his bet card was like seven for seven or eight for eight last time, and he cleaned house. Every one of his bets made him, you know, three at least three figures. It was a hundred dollars or more on every single one of those things, and uh, that guy was that guy was happy that night, Mike. Dude, unbelievable picks. Yeah, he's doing <laughs> yeah. great, and I'm telling you, I tell people at work, and I tell people. Whoever will listen to my ass, tell them what to do. If you want to take some advice from me, this is the one thing you should actually listen to. Go to BK Best Sharp and, then, and and just follow the bets that he puts down. If you hate money, don't do it. 
<laughs> that's it but if you like easy money just go hit him up man instagram at yeah. bk bet shark yeah bet go. shark there you go hey man the guy we're having on in a second here we have not seen him in the squared circle for 15 months dude man, that's that's forever. way too fucking long too um long. we had he was our first in-person interview i believe first or second in-person interview that we ever did at a live event yep uh he's been on the show multiple times last time we talked to him it was right before he fought quentin henry yeah, in an absolute the war 25th of january 2022 that's yeah forever ago he was walking the streets of one of our favorite uh favorite areas down yes. here in miami right yeah windwood. windwood walls or yes. whatever it's called Love yeah it, man we have a blast on there every time. Uh, let's go ahead and bring him on. He is taking on the Tomahawk Steve Townsell, uh, and we're going to talk to him about how hard it's been to actually get this thing together. Um, here he is, straight out of Maine, New England boy, down in Florida, I believe. Uh, yeah. Here he is, yeah. Gold, Mr. Golden Gloves himself, Chris Sorrow. What's, What's up, up, Chris? Man? Not Yo. much, man. Living life down here in Miami. South yeah, Beach yeah. boxing. Dude, fucking ready. What's yep. the weather like in Miami right now? 80 with a slight breeze, humid, humid yeah. during the day, beautiful in the morning, beautiful in the evening. I'm about to go for a run when I'm done talking with you guys. And I love it at night. It's a little cool this time of year at night. It's perfect. Nothing compared to Maine, of course, but I'll right. take it. You I know, it's, it's, it's starting to warm up up here, finally. Like, you know, you know the New England weather better than anybody. You guys are in Connecticut, me. right? Yeah. Oh, I'm in Connecticut. Yeah. He's in Rhode Island. Yeah. So, yeah, same same thing. But, it, but it's <laughs> like, it, we've been hitting, like, 55, close to 60s now. But That's um, so nice. That but, in New England, that's perfect. T-shirt weather. Yeah. But, it, nice. but dude, we had, we had, like, 60-degree weather a couple days ago, and the very next day, it was, like, 24 degrees in the morning, and there was yeah. frost on the car. Uh, and then it was back yeah, up to 55 at noon. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. That's New England, though. I kind of miss it though because it works with my bipolar. We we get along. I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So hey man, like let's talk about this long break that you've been on. Last time we saw you, you went to war with Quentin Henry. You guys were going back and forth in that one. Um, you didn't get the W there, but you've had a long, long break here, and um, yeah. the guy about to fight. This is the fourth time. Now let's go real quick. June twenty fourth. BKFC 26, they tried to schedule this one. Then BKFC yep. 34, December 3rd. Then the Delray yep. Beach debacle happens. And now here we are going yep. to Hollywood. Watergate. Florida. Yeah. <laughs> what was that like down there in Delray? Can you talk about that for a second? Well, so I don't know what the fuck really went down. You know, I know what I was told, and and uh, but there's a lot of like it didn't make sense because we did a, a parade in Delray. Me, my opponent, a bunch of other BKFC fighters, uh, Nelson Lopez, where we hit out uh, a parade that went around the tennis center. Like, and thousands <laughs> of people came out of the, yeah. in the city. We handed out thousands of flyers, thousands. Like, you know, sh it, saying that this is be a bare knuckle event, you know, everyone knew right. it was a bare knuckle event, but we, uh, it was, um, it was shocking because of all the work I've put into this and then to, um, I made weight the night before. Like that's how in shape I am for this fight, and I've stayed on point. Like with my weight, I I I, I went even harder when I came back to. We went right back to work the next day, 
my opponent was out drinking, having a having a good time. I went right back to I hit the road. I, I got no time for fuckery. And um, you know, but Chris, to, yeah. Chris is is making two hundred five easy for you now because I remember yeah. when me and Mike ran into you, and I want to say where where did Alabama, you fight? Is, is is uh, Birmingham, Alabama against Isatula? Yeah, yeah. I was that was a, that was a rough cut for you, right? That was I was dry. Yeah, that was a but that was a, a live and learn kind of situation, you know. Right. Um, I was doing everything the wrong way back then, and uh, now I'm doing everything the right way, and have been for a while. Not just like I'm doing it right now. I I have been. That's what this past 15 months has been about. Um, I got by the grace of God. I I met my, my paths crossed with Orlando Quaylar, you know, Hall of Fame boxing coach. 29 world champions he brought glenn johnson up from a nine fight you know losing record all the way to knocking out roy jones jr he's a legend in the sport and our paths just happened to cross by fate and now he's nice. like a second dad to me and he's changed my entire game i mean um while i've been away <laughs> i've been grinding like I, like never before i've been trying to figure out what it what all what it is and then, uh, but then I came across Orlando. And now I got like an all-star team, all figuring out, uh, you know, what it is and all the puzzle pieces that are missing. Um, my camp has been uh, uh, full of world champions, from Trevor Bryan to um, John Pascal, five-time world champ. I mean, and these are competitive rounds, like highly competitive. Uh, and then now, Rancis Bartholomew, who's been my entire camp, and he'll be there in my corner that night. Him and uh, Orlando. Um, and again, two-time world champion, WBC, two-division world champ. And these are competitive rounds, highly competitive. There's no footage. You ain't going to find any footage out there. Uh, we're putting in serious fucking work. And uh, we're letting this guy talk and talk and talk, you know. But I've been through hell and back, you know, to make this fight happen. You know, uh, I ain't running from nobody. You know, I lost a dear friend of mine, Mike Shorey, to cancer. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, you've been through a lot, and I, and can I ask you what what is is there like real animosity between you and Townsell, or has he just been building it up since the fights keep getting moved or canceled or whatever keeps happening? Is he just like I like I using like, that you know, as fuel to to hate to hate you? Is that what he's doing? I I don't yeah you know, I uh, I got no issues with the guy. I'm I'm treating this purely as a as a, as you know, this is my job to go out there and completely dismantle this human from head to toe. Um, you know, and, and I so I don't bring feelings into the mix. I've got nothing against Stephen. He's never offended me. I've never done anything to offend him. You know, uh, it's been by fate. You know, I was in an extremely serious motorcycle accident uh, November 29th, four days out from my December 3rd bout that I had a whole camp for. He did as well. So it's hard not to have respect for another athlete because you know they're going through the same process. You'd have to be, you know, um, an asshole <laughs> to uh, to yeah. not have general respect. But that's as far as it goes with me. And then I shut off the switch. I don't allow any more emotions to come into the mix because what I, what I plan on doing when I go out there is not going to look nice and uh, it's not going to feel nice. And uh, you know, I don't want to have any kind of connection to the to the person, you know, the human. I want to be disconnected from that when I go out there, and I am. You know, I, I I'm treating this as a uh, like this is live or die. Right, <laughs> right. You I'm know, coming out there, you guys are going to see a serious, a serious, serious version of myself, um, and the most elevated version of myself. 
and I'm going to be the most focused, um, which I feel is uh, we and we have cracked that, cracked the egg and figured out that, that is where I am my most dangerous. It's never been like a it's never been a technical thing with you, though, right? Like you've always been a real technical boxer. Your 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 technique yep. has always been real sharp. And yep. and when we always see your training videos in the past, we had like you said, there's not a lot of footage of you this time around. So you're keeping that kind of behind closed doors. But was it more of a mental thing that you needed to get in line? Yeah. Was it mostly? Yeah, I was on a seven fight win, uh, seven year winning streak for seven years from the amateurs into the pros, just knocking everyone out that got in front of me. And so. That does something to to somebody's, you know, uh, yeah. your mentality. You start to just think that you're untouchable, and then I found out with Josh Burns that I'm touchable and I'm human. Well, I wouldn't trade that for a million dollars if you offered it in cash in front of me right now. That was the best thing that ever could have happened to me because it knocked me down and it taught me how to um, one. You know, we learn our lessons in front of millions and millions and millions of people. Yeah. So we get served it cold, you know, and, and then that really is a gut check on are you cut out for this or not? And so a lot of these fires I've had to walk through have really let me know, is this really what you want to fucking be doing with your life? You know, and it's like, you're damn right. You know, now I know you can't stop me. You know, after that motorcycle accident, I flew home covered in blood. I went straight from the accident on the highway or Uber to the airport. I flew home and I cut my weight and I knew they weren't going to, probably allow it because of this big gash on my cheek from the accident right. and fractured my wrist. I was just uh, out of my, I put so much work into this where I was like, I'm fucking going home. I'm making my weight. I'm going to, and I did. And uh, so I'm, so at least in my head, I know I've never missed weight, <laughs> but I um, saw, I saw that video, the whole kind of like yeah. montage video. And uh, Kyle and I were talking about like, Oh Jesus, what the fuck? He got into yeah. a, a motorcycle accident. And then we know you got to weigh in soon, you know? And yeah. BKFC and the commission, they're like, mm, I don't know about this. The gash on my face is right did, to the bone. Did, did, what what was the accident? Did someone pull out in front of you? Did what, what was I was uh, I was on my chopper down here, and I was just getting off Alton Way onto the highway onto Route One, and uh, this big freight liner van, you know, those like big yeah. tall white vans, commercial vans, was in my in the left lane. Excuse me, and they were they just. The car in front of them was going slow. You know when someone just does the, like the pissed off swerve around real fast? Yes. Well, he did that, and I was on the right side of him. He had no idea. Oh, and shit. so last thing I remember was a flash of white from the van, and I'm lucky to be alive because it just smashed me into the concrete wall on the highway, and I woke up a lot, like 40, 50 feet from my bike. My bike was Ugh. shambled. And uh, that was the first time I've ever been knocked out. I've never been knocked out my whole boxing career, fighting career. I've been, you know, Jesus, I've been put down, shit. but I always get back up. But yeah, it was a serious thing. I had blood, you know, I had blood gushing out of my face and and uh, fractured my wrist. And I was like, still trying to put my motorcycle together. I mean, the tank was severed, the handlebar. <laughs> and I was like sitting on it and it would fall into pieces. And the cops were all just watching me, waiting for me to like, you know, I did Knock it like it three off. times. <laughs> and then I realized there's a pile of pieces. <laughs> so my brain, I was just like, it was so serious. Um, and it threw me for a loop because I put so much work, so much like honest, good, hard work into that fight. The first thing I thought when I like came, when I opened my eyes and I was on the highway, I, I go, okay, God, what are you trying to tell me here? Because I know 
like this is like the path you wanted me to be on and now you're trying to tell me something and uh i, I still don't know exactly what but all i know is the fight wasn't meant to happen right then but it's meant to happen now i feel it in in on a molecular level like it's christmas like I, i'm counting the days because i know i've already faced off with this man and i know he doesn't want any of this and i know i was put on this earth like now i know from walking through these fires with blind faith that this is exactly what i was put on this earth for and it's a whole i have a whole different demeanor about myself i really found my potential in these last 15 months and that's what i'm excited to showcase you know is it getting sickening having to look at like the same guy all the time and think about the yeah. same guy and train for the same guy and face off? Yeah, but like, it's, is that getting like sickening yeah. or what? Because yeah, it's fucking weird. Now. But I'm like, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm crazy with it, anyways. So I like it because I know, I know it's different. I know no other fighters really had to like go through this before, so I'm getting to right. experience something that like you not many other fighters have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, it's pretty similar where you have like 15. We signed our first contract like 13 months ago to fight each other or something like that or a year ago. And so, yeah, that like go this long. But all it's, I don't know about him. I don't know if he's, you know, but all I can say for me is I will, it makes me more hungry by the day. I'm learning that about myself. I didn't know if you had told me years ago, what, how do you think you'd deal in a situation like this? I couldn't tell you. But now I'm, I'm seeing that, oh shit, it just makes me like, I get more antsy every day just to get my fucking hands on them and uh and so yeah it's a yeah it's interesting yeah. it's gonna happen april 21st i don't care if it's gotta go down the parking lot we ain't walk we ain't leaving that fucking building <laughs> we aren't you leaving you know, that, that, that uh hollywood uh casino there is nice like that event center so nice. and like yeah. kyle and i have talked about this before for other events when we first stepped foot inside of that uh event it's center so there we did we i mean it's nice inside but we didn't like the way it was set up with the like one angle like you're just it's like an auditorium kind of yeah and we were looking right. at it we were like uh i don't know if we like this this kind of sucks and then it started and it got packed in there and it was awesome and now yeah. it's like my favorite place probably i love it there yeah, it's a cool venue there, and you. I think like I like the geometry of the whole thing, or the 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 percussion, how it's all designed, because you can hear the. I've been to twenty eighteen uh, like events between fighting in them or just attending them as like a fan, and um, some of them you can't really hear the the bone on bone. Yeah. But I've noticed that one at the Hard Rock, you hear it like you hear every punch super loud in there. It's it's uh you know it's pronounced. I like it. Oh yeah. But I'm excited, man. I've got. I mean, I uh, he. I'm letting him talk because everything that this guy says, he doesn't realize. I'm just like putting each everything he says. I'm just putting it in this little this little bottle, you know. And then come fight night. I'm just going to pop the cap off that bitch, <laughs> beat him over the head with it. He has no idea. I'm just letting him talk because it, I've been through serious, like, you know, he, I was up running last night. Cause I, I, I just like, I, I'm uh, excited. Itching. 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 I'm running at two in the morning and I know he's asleep, you know, and he's all making fun of me today. You know, he's, you know, he's at the beach with his kids. It's like, yeah, motherfucker. I can't be around my boy. My boy's back in Maine waiting for his dad to get home after I whoop your ass. I'm down here sacrificing valuable time with my son. 
I missed out on a funeral, you know, for one of my best friends. He's got a serious primal fucking beating coming. Um, but wow. let him keep talking because he's just pouring gasoline on a serious fucking fire, you know. Yeah, you, I, you know, I was going to say a little little fact about uh, Townsville is he's actually, this will be his third fight uh, that I know of in, in that. In the BKFC. Yeah, in the BKFC, his third fight in that same arena. Because oh, he, fought, yeah, he, he fought Idris Wasi there, and we saw it. That was a nice back and forth banger. But he cool. also he lost to Trujillo too. Trujillo, with yeah. That, yeah, with a major knockout. Uh, but this will yeah. be his third fight in that arena, which is kind of a little fun fact I just recognized. Yeah. Realized. Yeah. yeah, Chris, when you watch, like obviously you do your homework and you watch film on your opponents. Um, I mean, the Gustavo Trujillo didn't fight didn't last all that long. He 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 stood. Toe to toe with Gustavo until he wasn't standing anymore. Um, That's just Gust- it. He went to right? sleep. He went I don't to go sleep. to sleep. Gustavo's got that power. Um, but the but the Idris Wasi fight, uh, Wasi took that on like four days' notice, and they and went. I think 12. they went like four rounds, right? Something like that. Nine. What do you think? think nine of- days. Yeah, nine they went days. like three or four rounds. Yeah, what do you think about I watched his performance. I. Uh, I think Steve does a few things really well, and uh, and I, I believe he's limited. And um, you know, and I know I've been in this game since I was 18 years old, and since I started, I approached it like a full-time, like professional athlete. No, I was in the amateurs. I was in there with grown-ass men, so I was training full-time right since day one because this was like my church uh, when I found it, and I got years on him, and and uh, uh, and I'm, that's not. I cannot throw that time away or, or forget about that. And he's not, you know, I have serious just years upon years, more hard, hard, hard labor and work put into this than he does. And, uh, and with high level competition, I've worked with world champions all over the world. I boxed for Gleason's gym, ring one boxing. And I am in new England golden gloves. And, uh, but I've gone right down the line uh, and I've been in the ring with some serious fucking people that I know he has not. And uh, it's just, it's all going to come into fruition, you know, April 21st. Um, I've, I've never felt so confident going into a fight um, just because I, I have tapped into my potential in, in these last 15 fucking camps. <laughs> um, I've yeah. tapped my, I'm with a, 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 one of the best coaches on the, on the planet or Orlando Quayla. He's one of the best living coaches on the planet and his accomplishments. I, I'd be sitting here all night listing him off. And uh, the guy knows what he's doing. And he would not waste his time. He would not waste a, another second in the direction that he didn't feel, you know, doesn't benefit him as, you know, be, you know, being a world-class coach. He's not going to come up standing behind someone that he doesn't think is going to whoop some fucking ass. He yeah, because he's, he's, he's probably a busy guy. He's got a lot of people probably want to train with yeah, him. He's he's got all over the world that want to, yeah, all over the world that want him. And so I don't waste a second with him, and, and I and I'm I'm grateful for every second, and I take advantage of every second, you know, to the fullest. And uh, I don't take anything for granted. And so, and he's right; he couldn't be more behind me. You know, he's I've never made a coach so happy in training because I'm doing I'm doing everything. My diet's on point, uh, my sleep schedule's on point. You know, I I've never been healthier, and, and I've never been more. Um, you know, more clear and centered, and uh, and that's where I'm dangerous. Everyone can throw you can throw a punch when you're two fucking years old, that's... you know. But to go out there and have clarity of mind, not complicate things, 
and uh, and stay with laser like focus. That's what separates, you know, this. You, you this sound level. you sound dialed in right now for sure. Like um, since you've been gone, though, Chris, like we said, you've been gone. 15 months a lot's gone on a lot has gone on since then like uh you know uh lorenzo's reigning supreme over the over the come over the uh the division he had the uh he had the the wild Quentin henry fight in that in that division um houston alexander's knocked out a few people along uh and during that time um jeremy smith's won three fights uh, during that time so not looking not looking past council but you do seem ultra focused like you said you had the best camp of your life you got a new coach who happened who sounds like he's the best coach you've ever ran into um are now that you're healthy you're healed up from your motorcycle accident you're finally going to get this fight with council are we are you trying to you know Stay busy, stay as busy as possible in 2023. I'm destined to be the champion at 205 pounds. I'm not here for any other fucking reason. That's why I started this whole thing in the first place, you know. And uh, all this time, it's all this time that we've been in the lab, we've been concocting, we've been putting a fucking monster together. And so, yeah, I'm not looking past Steve Townsend treating him like he's a 16,000 time world champion. We're not taking anybody lightly because we're not making, we're not fucking up anymore. We're like, oh, we, I've gone through the fire three times now in a row. And all it's done is, you know, it, 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 on paper, it's now, but what's it's done in real life, it's dangerous what it's turned me into, you know. And, and um, I say that I, I'm not trying to, like, you know, uh, sound like an idiot i'm saying like i'm i'm my most effective ever in sparring i uh i'm putting up my best numbers ever you know uh physically you know with my conditioning and uh i'm more fine-tuned than like you said dialed in like with my diet and my my living habits and you know my i uh i'm very conscious of where i'm at right now and uh and so i know i'm dangerous i know i know where i stand now because i get a good gauge when i'm in ring with two-time world champs and five-time world champs that aren't holding back that's your gauge right there now i know where i stand on this this uh this uh animal kingdom and i yeah no i i am i uh, that i saw the belt when we were in del rey someone had uh, one of the belts on the back of like a bkfc truck and i couldn't wait yeah. to grab that thing yeah it felt that felt good and uh, i don't there is not one person in in the uh, you know ranked above me or whatever you know in that division that i can't put out cold and i believe that like at my core we just have to start with steven now it's like i believe that too i believe it too yeah i'm not just fucking blowing smoke up your ass i I think you really do have that uh, ability to do that um you know you you you've done it that's the thing you have knocked people out you have the power there you you know you just like you said you just got to get yourself dialed in and 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 treat everything every fight like it's your fucking like you're fighting a champion and that way you can't go wrong I've done that since my first amateur boxing belt. I remember my first boxing coach, shout out Skeet Wyman, if you're listening. But um, I remember him saying, come on, kid, you know, the same world title fight, you know, and I was like, to me it is, you know, and I've been, it's been that way since day one for me, you know, how I go into every fight, you know, and, uh, and, the thing and is, each the time thing is I find a way to, sorry. The thing is with your division right now, Chris, your division is kind of like in a weird state right now. Because Lorenzo holds that title, but he also just fought a 
185 title fight and asked for a heavyweight title fight. So who knows yeah. what they do next with Lorenzo. Lorenzo could be tied up for a while outside the 205 division. So a win over Townsell and then a and then a quick turnaround fight with a guy like Houston Alexander or something like that, or maybe a run back with uh, Quentin Henry, maybe something like that. Like uh, I know that you you are on a three fight skid right now, but it doesn't fucking. I matter. just took on the number one in the world though, and right, I was right, right. and you went at it. You went at it with Quentin, and I that yeah. was a that was a fucking awesome fight. What I'm saying is like, and there was a time in that one, fight where dude, it was like, oh, this might oh, be going shit, the other yeah, way yeah. now. Right. Yeah. One or two. What I'm saying is like one or two wins. And I think you you're right back in the conversation and who knows what they do with Lorenzo. Lorenzo's Lorenzo. Absolutely. You know what I mean? He's a very strong willed person and he's very like, I you know, he's going to go at the boss for a heavyweight shot. You know what I mean? Like yeah. He's going to yeah, try absolutely. for that. So well, I have a, I have a team behind me, a, a, a world class team behind me that sees the same thing, too. Uh, the, what that you were just saying, and they believe the, the same thing too. They're not looking at the, you know, the L's right now. They're looking at the product, and right. they see what they got in front of them, and they're like, okay, well, what can we do with this? You know, world class, Hall of Fame coach Orlando Puelar. You know, he gets yep. me as like project. You know, like, well, what can I do with this? And they turn me into like a fine tuned F one fucking machine, man. And uh, so yeah, they they uh, they wouldn't I wouldn't have the backing of the people that I do if they didn't believe the same thing, you know. And it all starts with me. I gotta be the one to believe it, and I I I live it. You know, you know I what don't it do is? anything else. I don't watch movies at night. I watch boxing in slow motion with muted with my puppy. You guys want to see Jake? <laughs> yeah, I Chris. I think I've actually he's, seen some pictures with you with Jake. This whole, yeah, that little guy right there, man. Which is great because you're walking around. Fucking, you know, cruiserweight, but former heavyweight fight, uh, bare knuckle fighter. I'm thinking you're gonna have a pit bull. I click on the <laughs> the little picture and it pops up, and boom! Yeah. Look what you you get the little dog. So you know, I like yeah. it. I like that juxtaposition yeah. there with you and that. Yeah, I got nothing dog. to prove. I've proven it <laughs> to yeah. myself that oh, I got nothing to prove it. But this dog is he's in the gym. My coach has a shit too. The owner of the gym has a shit too. And uh, when it came time, I had the choice between Pitbull or Shih Tzu Christmas time for a puppy. And my, you know, everyone was like, go with Shih Tzu. It'd be good for the kind of person I am. And I'm like, eh, what the fuck? You know? And uh, was my, my parents had Shih Tzus. My parents had two of them. Yeah, and, uh, they're great, they're great dogs. dogs. Yeah, they're great, great dogs. Are, so loyal they're, and they're so smart. And, and they're, they're, you know what's funny about them is they, they're also protective. Like, I remember, Super. like, those, those little Super. dogs would bark their fucking heads off every single time a person walked to that door. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> like crazy. Can say up. The guy would need your protection. They're like, okay, I'm just have to do it. Yeah, I love it, man. It's yeah. it's the best the best thing ever was getting this dog. Yeah, uh, awesome. It's like, like a fucking yeah. honey badger. You know what I'm saying? A fucking honey badger. And they'll it's fucking a take on a bunch you know of lions, they, just one they, little honey badger, and that little dog will definitely take on humans and big dogs, no problem. <laughs> won't, won't, yeah. fucking, won't back yeah. off for one second. No fear, no fear. But yeah, I mean, I know I've, I've probably given more exciting interviews in the past, but that's because I've been more like off the rails, and I'm like, you know, I'm just. I, I like uh, this I'm version just, of you, dude. Yeah, I like. <laughs> I like. I like you. So you you know what you said like. They're not you. Your coach, fuck, fuck the losses, right? What, what they're, what the coaches are doing with you, like to equate it to me and Mike, right? We have a weapon. We have this weapon that is capable of fucking killing many, right? 
but you have to take it to the range and you got to zero that bitch in. If you don't have a zeroed weapon, you ain't going to fucking hit shit and you're going to lose, yeah. right? Fire so what it all they over the did place. was they already took a fucking weapon that has all the skill and all the technique already there and they just had to take it, dial it in and fucking zone it in there and now you're zeroed and all yeah. you got to do is go execute. You know what I mean? That's and it. and like we said, one, two wins, you're right back in the mix. And I can't wait to see what happens. Zeroed and you're ready for qualification, my friend. Right, you're ready to, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, not and fuck, I couldn't fuck be more qualification, confident. Mike. Just war, war. Not <laughs> qualification. Straight to war. Yeah, Just the war. weapons are zeroed. Uh, we're going to make Let's a serious to statement. We're going to make a serious statement. And uh, I couldn't be more excited. I was so excited. I made weight the night before the before weigh-ins. I've never done that before. That's just like how in, like tuned in I am right now. And I, I can usually gauge where I'm going to be fight night by how I feel like when I show up to the hotel, you know, and how I feel before weigh-ins and where my adrenaline's at. Dude, I, my heart was, I was calm, centered, I like a sniper. I was ready to, to execute. And then when they said, do you get more time? It was a, it was a hit to me, but it was a relief to him. To me, I was upset. I, you know, I and to him, he was drinking by two o'clock at the bar, you know. And to me, I was calling my coach, you know, hey, when are we getting to work? You know, he, they forced me to take a couple of days off, and I still couldn't even do that. I think I took like a day and a half off, and I was already back to getting the road work in. And, and uh, I just, I, I, I've never been so excited to, to, because these hurt, <laughs> and these come in yeah. super fast. Down the line. Oh man, I, I can't wait to see what happens uh, when I put these on his head. You know, we, and then we can't, uh, you know, can't wait either, dude. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah. and, and and it kills us. Like we've been to like a, a good number of the Hollywood uh, fight cards that they've had. Mike yeah. and I are there live, but yeah. because we hadn't planned this trip, and uh, we had already planned on going to Denver the week after. Yeah. And when they moved it to the, to April 21st and they said it was Hollywood, and I'm like, Mike, fuck, fuck. That's like the easiest place for us to go God to. Right? damn it's like, it, You know, all the planes yeah. are easy to get there. It's close to yeah. – yeah, it's just like an easy, accessible area, and the, the place is awesome. Orlando it's just and timing, Vegas, man. Yeah. Yeah. Vegas, yeah. Hey, do you think – what do you guys think? Do you guys think that uh, – so for those who are watching this Wednesday night, we were recording this on Wednesday on, on Sunday. So there's a big press conference on Tuesday in Vegas. Right. Do you think that they announced that uh, Nevada is legalizing bare knuckle at that press conference? I got like this weird feeling about it uh, because it's in, it's in Las Vegas and they're putting right. it on the poster, Las Vegas press conference. Yep. And, and they uh, had a tryout there, right? Then they have a, yeah. they had a tryout in they Vegas did. back at the Mr. Olympia. And I've known Dave yeah. now for many years. It feels like fucking five years or something going on. That's got to be around there over five years. And yeah. I'm starting to like see how he, I'm like, Ooh, I smell what he's cooking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I could be wrong. I, me too. I, I, I feel it. Well, it just got legalized in Georgia, right? So that's a new one. And yep. now they're doing this. I know there's a couple of fighters that live in that area, but I just really think that, you know, that's like a good, hey, let's have this press conference in Las Vegas and then have yep. everybody talk about the fights. And then, oh, by the way, right, this We're fight card or whatever is coming <laughs> to Vegas or later this right. year or in the summer. Like, well, how if you look awesome at the history of BKFC, 
and in its big announcements, you know, like the big turning points, you know, for the for the for the uh, promotion, um, something like uh, you know uh, Nevada legalizing it and stuff does sound like the next big thing, you know, because yeah. right. they talk to you every time. I and I've been with the promotion since number nine, and every time. It's a new shock and like, holy fuck, Luke Rockhold and, you know, Eddie Alvarez. Yes. It's like, yes. it's a new shocking thing whenever they, uh, like the ones they got cooking, you know, that then they release. So uh, well, us, us getting to be able to compete at the MGM Grand and shit like that. I mean, that was T-Mobile. Ooh. I know. Yeah, T-Mobile. Arena T-Mobile, too. yeah. So yeah. What, I, what I'm saying is like, Dave, you know, how he, he's like, he's a promoter. He knows what he's doing. Right. He posted yeah. that picture of himself the other day on like a beach or no, or, he or was on in the stage, ring, I on, on stage, right in front of the ring. And yeah. he said, uh, you know, really great meetings or something like that. Some massive news coming. Right? Uh, came what did the, he say? So it sounded like came from the bottom. Now we're here or something. Yeah, I, I just yeah. feel like that. I feel like that's the next step, and they got to get in there. It makes it. sense, and with the uh, the spot, the the names on the the Denver card, that's only. I mean, it's only going to make Nevada look and be like, hey, they're really. I mean, everyone's talking about this card, you know. Right. Joe Rogan's talking about it, so I think if anything, if anything's going to get Nevada to turn its head, it's this card coming up here in, in uh, Denver. And to be able to announce something as big as BKFC or bare, and bare knuckle fighting is legalized in Las Vegas is to be able to announce it during the press conference for the biggest card with the biggest names that they've ever had all on one card. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And actually, oh, I can I, see Dave smiling the whole time right there. <laughs> I have it. He said BKFC had a very big day today. News coming soon. Started from the That's bottom. Awesome. Now we hear. Well, yeah. I tell you what, man. You, here, here's one thing I gotta say. So, yes, every you know, good people, bad people. We can all have success and stuff like that. Yeah. But the amount of growth and success that this promotion's had compared to other, you know, like startup promotions that you see them, they happen all the time. They start, they go for a little bit. I mean, and then nothing. You know, like a lead XC and all these things. You know, and they amount to, the, and then world uh, WSOF and then. Uh, and then, uh, but we've had nothing but boom, 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 boom. Right. And uh, and the only thing I can go to say, being like a spiritual person, is Dave Feldman. I you know I, I can say personally, it's like Dave Feldman and Nate Sugar are I, everyone in the promotion, great people, but they're good people. And as for like promoters go, they they get a bad name and bad rep because you have a rough job. You gotta throw some people under the bus sometimes. You gotta hurt some feelings. But uh, they they both. You know, I, I, I can say it now because he's up in heaven, but they both um, gave uh, a, a good good amount of money to my friend that was, uh, you know, in hospice passing the cancer. Yeah, and, and you know what, wow. Chris, they you, didn't can know speak on, you can speak on Mike a little bit because I, I see he's been in the BK community since we yeah. started covering fights. Yeah. And I've seen him post a lot and talk a lot yeah. and i know you guys were were close and so if you yeah. want to speak on him just for a second go ahead and yeah tell us all about well dave and nate went out of their way that was just a, a really good friend of a lot of uh, people you know uh, like a dear dear friend of a lot of people he wasn't a, a bkfc um you know an employee of any sort and right. they both donated money to, uh, you, know, get, you know, to help him out in the last, you know, uh, few months, you know, the hardest time of his life to help him and his family out. That was when when he told when Mike told me that I was like, damn man, like the, the 
those are good people. You know, they didn't do, they didn't, I'm telling the world right now. They, you know, and so they, the people, people deserve to, you know, they, they, to know this, but they didn't tell anyone. They didn't do that for, for, you know, good press and stuff like right. that. They did yeah. that out of the kindness of their hearts. And so when you see the, the growth and the, the speed that this promotion is growing, it can only, I can only go to say that it's because it's got good people behind it, you know? Yeah, it's it's a it's a, a hot the industry. It's a it's a rough, it's a brutal you know brutal sport. You can't get around that. But it doesn't mean that everyone that's involved in it's got to be shitheads, and there's they certainly are. And I'm not saying that because they're my bosses. We you know we I've been together with them for fucking years. You know, so it's more like family now. But they're good good people. You know, so it makes sense that all these good things are happening. And Vegas is the next step. It only makes sense, you know, because it they it's uh they you know. Doesn't it's not being run by like uh you know for the wrong reasons you can tell it's being run by passionate people that you know really uh you know are doing this from the from their hearts you know because they want to and it's it's showing I mean BKC thirty eight man I never thought I'd be fucking saying that and I thought if I if I thought I remember early on I had a couple of thoughts like what if, how, what if I become like some that I'm like you got you know eyeball hanging off and you fucking oh shit <laughs> but no I'm still here. I'm still, my eyes are still facing the same direction. That shit is crazy. Like you said, you made your debut for them in in BKFC 9. And here you are, 30 30 events later. It's fucking crazy. Um, Yeah, what you just said, I I second that totally. They have done, they've been nothing but great to me and Mike. They they accepted us in. They gave us an opportunity to be on their their app. And um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, we got nothing but good things to say, and then and not everybody, just them, dude, everybody I, I, within the within that community, that that yeah. uh, business, everyone's been great. Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, like, like, uh, I can't I can't think of a single fucking dickhead in the group. <laughs> Maybe right. Howie, yeah. but yeah. he doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> we always Howie, bust Howie. Did. We got to bust him up all the time. Yo, I, the thing, the dude, Howie thing. is Howie reaches out. To, same thing. Like what a big, you know, all of them. They yeah, all reach out to me. I reach out to them. Merry Christmas, Happy Birthday. You know, yeah. how's the family? It's uh, it's it's uh, it's just like a family every time I show up to these things, and that, that hasn't faded since. Because you know, it's the same cool cool feeling when you show up and you see everyone. Uh, you know, uh, you see everyone walk in the lobby, Sean and Chris, and like the normal faces. And yep. you know, I I I really, it's an exciting time we're living in. You know, we're all gonna be. Yeah. Looking back on this, really, you know, enjoy. Uh, these are some good, make again, make some good memories. But hey, staying present in the moment, we still, I got some asses to kick. You got so it. Yeah, uh, that's we're right. just getting started. So that's the exciting part. Is I'm, it's like it's just a new chapter right now, you know. And uh, I, I'm glad I made it through the fucking chapter I just did. Whew! Motorcycles and women and then all kinds of <laughs> but <laughs> got it got it out of your system and now you yeah. well Chris man I, I'm telling you like you said that this might not this is a great interview with you. This is I like Thank this you. centered this like centered, balanced focused Chris Sorrow here. And I can't I can't even imagine what's gonna happen on the twenty first in in Hollywood, Florida. Everybody that's watching, make sure you get on the app, you get that fucking app and you watch this event because uh it's not we just this fight. There's a lot of great fights. There's a lot of great fights on there this is. card. That's a great card. You got the people's main event right here, but you also have I mean you got the return of that win fighting Daniel Strauss. You got uh Boswick and Boswick and 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 the Honey Badger. You got HD Davis on there. Like, there's a lot of good fights. Uh, You got Tyler Randall and Superfly. Yep. Um, it's a a great card. 
top to bottom, great card. Can't wait to yeah. see what you do in there. We don't want to keep you all night here. We're going to speed mm-hmm. round you real quick, and then we're going to let you get on your run because we know you got to go run. All right? Speed round with Chris Sorrow. It's been 15 months. Let's ask him some questions. Number one, um, name three things you like better in Miami than in Maine. Whew. The women, the weather, and the sushi. That's <laughs> I thought you were going to have a three W's there, but the women, weather, and sushi. <laughs> what would the third W be? Wu-Tang, maybe. I don't know. Win, win. There you go. The weed, yeah. That might be right. I don't know, though. I think Maine might have. Who knows? No, Maine, know. Maine, Maine Trumps. Yeah. yeah it's like must, Maine, yeah. Cali, then the rest of the world. Yeah. Maine's got that Canadian dank coming down over the fucking border. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, number two. Here we go. What is your go-to pizza? Go-to pizza, margarita yeah. pie. Margarita, margarita pie. I like a good grande mozzarella yeah. with Fresh like chunky tomato sauce and a thin, thin but airy crust. Mm. Bellissimo. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number three. Uh, what is one thing you have never done but really want to do? Skydive and and strip. I almost became a stripper when I was uh, living (laughs) in Connecticut, and uh, because I heard the money is great, but I think I'm about to start coming into better money anyway. So yeah, I'd say I'll stick with skydiving. (laughs) Stripper, Ah, give it a shot. Yeah, get out there. Magic, Magic Chris. I just Listen. saw Joe Miggs, I think, went, uh, you know, Joe Miggs, he lives right it's down yeah, in Miami. I think it just saw Not him. stripping, skydiving. Sky yeah, skydiving. Sky I never saw him strip, but. Yeah, Joe did just go jump out of a plane. I saw that crazy yeah. buck. Shout out Joe Miggs. Still looked uh, like you... he was taking a picture for IMDB, though. His I face know, was right? like completely bombed. Yeah. Um, yeah, the perfect still saw shot up there in fucking sky. It's so funny. Yeah. Yep. The perfectly lined up beard, everything. He's always yep. he's always on point. Here we go. All right. Number four. Yeah, what question. were your top three CDs in high school? CDs, oh shit. Kids. Okay. CDs. Lincoln Park. Um, yeah. Lincoln Park. Hybrid Theory. Um, nice. Top CDs. Pod's uh, Youth of a Nation and Pod's I'd say Satellite. Those three. I like burnt the tar out of those things. Those are those are all solid. Those are. Where, are we the same age? How old are you? 34. You're, you're 34. Oh, yeah, quite younger than I oh, guess. Oh, so you were listening. It's kind of wild because I, I you to know, stuff from I was my like headstrong and like, you know, shit, yep. you know, yeah. shit like that. I graduated 2006. Because all that shit you just said was like super popular when I was in high school. I graduated in 2000. Yeah, yeah well, it didn't fade. This was back when music like stayed cool for a few years, remember? <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, now like everything that. just goes so fast. You're just like, like so you buy a CD cool. and it's cool like two years later, you know? Yeah. Uh, and you listen it. to all the songs and not just one song, and then you just the person disappears. You're like, who is oh this? Oh, my God. Dude, yeah. I was a kid in high school that had the disc man because it fit really? in jean pockets back then with the big Sony headphones and the skateboard. And like, <laughs> Jango <laughs> jeans. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had those. That was like fifth, sixth grade. They covered the top of my shoe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, a, boss. like a weird, yeah, like elephant legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is funny, dude. Um, I had the bowl cut. I had a bowl cut a that, was, that was like this short on the sides and then full mushroom and parted in the middle. I will yes. never find it. Yeah. Never show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I had that same Ball haircut. G-Dub from the G-Dub. FUBU Sport or whatever yep. boss. Yeah. 
Fubu you know how, plus you know, Paco, Jenko, <clears throat> yeah, oh, that yeah, and Nietzsche. And I mean, if you were, if you were skating too, if you were skating, yeah, like Volcom was yellow. real, real. Yeah, dude. shit. Yeah, no, I uh, I still listen to all that music, man. I just posted, uh, I just tagged you guys in on Instagram, uh, real to Limp Biscuit. That shit never gets old to me. That's like my ass kicking music. The music that ever, like, whatever music I would play with my friends back in the day when we'd be like in the car, rushing to the parking lot to go, like, you know, some five on five, it's either Tupac or like Slipknot or Limp Biscuit. Those that uh, like hit me, right? You know, or Rob yeah. Zombie. Oh man, I I always I remember when when the when I first heard "Wait and Bleed" by uh, Slipknot, like that was yeah. the first song by them that I heard, and I was like, "Whoa, yeah. what's this?" And then I yeah. got their album. And I worked at Strawberries. You remember Strawberries back? Yes. Oh, you worked at Strawberries? Yeah. Only in New England is a Strawberries. Yeah, dude, sure. I fucking loved that job, and like yeah, I, said, I had a humongous CD collection because I worked there, and it was fucking yeah. Cool. I mean, those are good times. Those are the good times when music was like really taught, like chart topping and shit. And now, yeah. like Mike and I were like. We're, we're like, how the fuck did Taylor Swift get every single single on the top 100, one through 10 is all her? How is that possible right yes. now? Oh, because yeah, they, we, re- they, they released some one song. The, we were release- living in a twilight zone. Yeah. So even, yeah, like that. Yeah, that's mind boggling. But that's that's like on the bottom. Because it's, it's all streamed. It's all it's all because right. when she released an album. Right. So she yeah. releases an album on the streaming platforms and then everybody's streaming those one through 10 songs on that album all right. day for a fucking week straight. So it picks that up. So, it, yeah, the algorithm picks it up. And now they're the top 10 of the top 100 yeah. songs in the world are it's all scary, man. It's scary. Back in the day, it was so much harder to do that because you only got one friggin' song, which was the single. And then if you got the single, there was another (laughs) song on the B side, which most of the time was a shitty song. Every now and then you get lucky and it was something good. But other than that, you wouldn't know unless you bought the CD and then you listen to the whole (laughs) thing over and over and over again and you would never hear any other song after that. Mike, do you remember what the the other side of the single for when Eminem came out with Hi, My Name Is? The other song on the single was um, If I Had a Million Dollars. Yeah. And that's one of his best songs of all time. But it was the fucking High My Name yeah. is the one that, that yeah. like popped on the radio. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Those were, that was when music was fucking fantastic. Speaking of, what was on the, B, what was on the B here? side of Meredith Brooks' uh, I'm a Bitch single? Who knows? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm still a bitch. <laughs> still a bitch. I'm a cunt. <laughs> hey, speaking of Eminem, what happened to your blonde hair? I thought you had the blonde going. Oh, it's coming back. I mean, it's just like I, I have to always keep my hair cut because yeah. I have OCD. And so right, I just right. got it cut today and uh, give it like four or five more days. But I'm going to have it silver for the fight, like platinum silver. Platinum. Okay, cool. That was a decent. I like that. You know, it's a nice little change. It's like a change because you've been gone for so long, and all of a sudden you come back and you got blonde hair. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't feel like the same person, so I don't feel like I want to look like the same Spartan. But I think I always kind of look like an angry, pissed off Gerard Butler from that that McAllister fight. (laughs) Now, hey, this 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 last question that we have for you. Sure. I feel like you may have already answered it a little bit with the bowl cut part down the middle <laughs> or the Jenko jeans covering yeah, yeah, the yeah, shoes. Yeah. So what know, he was is, doing that on purpose though. What's so. the most embarrassing moment in your entire childhood? <laughs> All right, you want to know? 
<laughs> All right. Yeah. So I went camping with I went camping uh, uh, with my family when I was uh, in seventh grade, and we went to New Hampshire somewhere, some fucking big long ass name lake, and we I set my tent up myself and I didn't put the pet the spikes in the ground and I was at the top of like a huge hill and there's a stream at the bottom and I wake up in the middle of the night and in my tent there's a it's like six inches of water running through my tent and crickets all over my face in the top and I started screaming like mom and my I hear my family laughing hysterically and I crawl my rip my way out of this fucking tent and I'm at the bottom of like a 20 foot hill in my sleep <laughs> must have been one hell of a dream I just because I roll around so much in my sleep and my exes all hate me for I move a lot <laughs> fucking swinging them and I roll my ass down a hill in a tent but I didn't wake up until I was in the stream with yeah, the you're tent just making your way down <laughs> oh and I told my mom I go never because my mom had a job. She worked at uh, this place called uh, EBS, Ellsworth Building Supplies, and she sold kitchens to everyone in town. And so every, every, all the kids at school, their parents, if they were building a house, they got their kitchen built, you know, designed through my mom. And I, I remember telling my mom, I was like, if you don't tell any kids' parents about this, it's not funny. It's not cool. <laughs> my mom told every parent that walked there, I had kids come to school. My mom told me that. You rolled your tent down the hill. We're screaming yeah. for your mom. And Chris doesn't I, know how to how to camp. He's not a real yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, no, I was uh, I was stripped of my manhood at fourteen. I had to gain it back. Yeah, I that was imagine. that was pretty embarrassing. Besides that, nothing too bad. I've always been a pretty shameless person. You know, it takes a lot to embarrass me, I guess. But I can know, imagine that, being like, in that so area, what? it's a big deal to be an outdoorsman up in the north. You know. Like, yeah. A, yeah. you know, camping and fishing and kayaking yeah, exactly. and all that shit. Exactly. Like, that's a big deal, yeah. man. I did not roll down the hill. In my oh, yeah. Tent. You don't tell oh, yeah. No, you don't, want, you don't want that getting around. You're, from birth, you're supposed, to be, you're supposed to know how to, like, fill bait traps and, you know, and, you know unload a lobster trap and cut down yeah. a tree and, uh, you know, what widow makers are. You're supposed to know all this shit from birth up in Maine. And, did you guys we know what We used to go, is that, used to go up there with uh, a shot of whiskey in it? No. A Widowmaker is like when you're walking through the woods and that big branch that looks like it doesn't weigh much, but probably weighs like 300 pounds. It was an inch and the head's hanging like 10 feet above your head. Yeah, I was thinking about a boiler maker, you see. You went straight to drink. (laughs) Boiler maker. That was my grandfather's drink of choice. Um, Yeah, me and my parents, we used to go camp at this lake up in in Maine. Do you know Sebago Lake? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We used to go up yep. to a campground up there called Point Sebago, I think it was called. It was oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, right where you're talking about. That was a good time, man. That was a cool place, yeah. It's more like high-end camping, you know what I mean? Like right, yeah. No, still, you're still a little south, you know, so it's a little more, yeah, it's a little prettier down there and stuff. But it's still, Maine's beautiful no matter what. It's the freshest air in the world, freshest water, you know. And um, we got, I'm right, I'm up in like, I'm in the down east region, but I'm like in a mountain you know, range area. We nice. got Cadillac Mountain, Scudic yeah. Mountain, Tonk Mountain, and uh, it's beautiful where I'm at. Man. We got mountain lions. The Warrens don't want to admit it because they don't want to scare any people from moving. Maine's getting a lot of people moving up there right now, so they don't want to admit. Hey, we have lions, yeah. um, but we have mountain lions all throughout those mountains up there. It's pretty cool. It's a cool, I've cool only area. Been old Orchard Beach. That's like the only real place I've been in in Maine. I've yep. never really been to Maine. I've been to New Hampshire a lot in Vermont, but. Yep. Yeah, I've been, old Orchard. I'm in cool. Bangor. Down, but it's cool. 
I, I've been to Bangor for work. Yeah, me too. Because the military. Yeah, I mean, you, you guys told me that. That's right. Yeah, yeah Bangor is like pretty much your. I'm I'm an hour or like forty minutes north, even further of Bangor. But you're starting to get up into my region there. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, man. Well, well, Chris, Chris, uh, you seem like you you you're really dialed in right now. Like you really got your wits about yourself, physically Thank and you. mentally. I can't wait to see the product in the ring on the 21st of April with Steve Townsell, BKFC 38, which is taking place after 39, if everybody knows how to count, which is weird, but it's happening. Um, we don't want to keep you all night, dude. We, yeah. You stayed on here for almost an hour with us. Uh, yeah. Do you want to deliver a message to anybody who needs to hear this right now? You can let the world know what they need to hear and uh, we'll yeah, let you absolutely. get on your way, dude. Absolutely. Well, you know, uh, for everyone who wants to tune in April 21st, you're not just going to get to, uh, you're not just going to witness, you know, a fight between two men, uh, you know, or even an extremely primal beatdown. but you're going to get to see an example of what, um, what hard work and perseverance, not giving up, you know, you're going to get to see a, a pure, the, the pure product of, uh, of all of those things. Consistency, you know, um, uh, all of it. You know, I I, uh, I am very excited to get to showcase what I have put over half of my life on this planet dedicated into. And uh, I, I couldn't be more excited to get to showcase that to the world. You know, and uh, in this fight, you know, I'm dedicating this fight to Mike Shorey. You know, uh, Mike was loved by many. He inspired so many people. He was given a death sentence that he denied and he fought and he fought the art and he shocked many and he constantly shocked many and he did not give up and uh, i mean he 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 blew uh, every everything that the doctors ever said you know he he didn't accept and he went out on his terms and i think that's uh that's um there go there's a lot to be said there for uh the the kind of warrior and the kind of heart that that man had you never see anything like that these days you know that's why the world is full of, of uh <laughs> that's why the world is full of shitheads because if the world was full of mike shorey's we're humans we take them for granted you know so the world has to be filled with these shitty people they give contrast to good genuine people like you two guys and stuff and so and mike shorey is one of those people and uh lived an amazing life and he touched many hearts and i'm going to uh I'm going to give, you know, his battle cry will be heard, you know, on the 21st. So, Steve, you can keep on running yourself, man, but um, it's just pouring gas onto a fire that you're not going to be able to put out. I'm going to put it out and stomp it out. Man. <laughs> so, but uh, besides all that, thank you for having me, guys. It's Absolutely, man. You know, you're always welcome here. Uh, that was awesome. Mike, you got anything else for Chris before we let him get out of here? Nah, man. Hey, we missed you. You're back. Can't wait to see you fight. And we'll talk Thank to you, you in the near future about what's next for you once this once this fight's over, man. Uh, yes, sir. Hey. Can I give a quick shout out to my sponsors? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Good. All right. Thank you. Uh, Warpath Clothing always have my back. You know, uh, they did my fight shorts. The guy right here. <laughs> they, got, they, uh, they hooked me up, man. We got all our sponsors on there. Patriot Homes, Richard Zareen. Uh, I mean, I, these guys have been with me since day one. Fairway Auto, you know, uh, Wilkinson Title Agency, Tony Murray, 
um, my uncles, you know, everyone in uh, over in Fort Myers, um, you know, Rude Clothing and uh, and the kind botanicals, the kind, and everyone uh, on the team there has uh, has made this camp happen, and they've helped, you know, really change my life, and uh, and they're they uh, they've had my back, you know, completely, and I couldn't be more grateful for all the support because uh, you guys are gonna get, you know, your money's worth, you know, in about eighteen days here for sure. And, uh, and thank you, and, and God is good, and I couldn't be happier. And God bless you guys. I wish nice. you all the all best. Right, brother. Safe travels, and uh, have fun in Denver. And, uh, yeah. yeah, let's get it. Yes, sir. Th- thank you, Chris. Uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon, all right? All right, man. Have a good day, guys. Take, right, it, take easy. it easy. Later. Thanks. Peace. There he is. Yeah. Chris R. Dude, you know what? He 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 apologized for it being like a more boring. I don't think that was a boring interview. No, at it was all. good. That was it a was fucking good. yeah. That was a that was a different Chris Sorrow. That was uh definitely a guy who's probably probably got a lot out of his system over the last couple of years, and now he has settled down into a uh, on a path on a separate path that he was on before. And it really does sound like he's dialed in. Um, and for him to make weight me, you and I saw him in Birmingham yeah. when he, when he was going to fight, uh, is a tool That dude was in bad shape. Yeah. Yeah. He was the day of the weigh-ins. He was in bad shape. He was having a hard time cutting that weight, And, and he made the weight. he made it and like, he didn't perform well in that fight with his Atula. Yeah. And the weird thing is though, is he at the beginning of that fight, he almost won the fight and, and then it, you know, he got ended up getting caught and then that was that, but that was then now is now we'll see what happens yeah. at this fight. These two guys are ready to go. They've been waiting to beat the shit out of each other since June. I know. Oh, and and townsel has been ready. Townsel's a, a super nice guy too. Like we see oh, yeah. him at, at events and we get, we have a good uh, rapport with him. Um, but like, like I said, what I, what I said to Chris there was like, we all seen the technical side of him. Like he definitely has good boxing technique and like, he knows what the fuck he's doing when it comes to boxing. Yeah. It's just like, he needed to find that right camp, those right coaches and, and, you know clear some shit up in his life that you know he was going through and now i i'm really interested to see how how it plays out on the 21st with uh him and steve townsell yeah i cannot wait and you know what else i can't wait for kyle is to go vacation, on vacation. so when everyone's watching this we're going to be on vacation and i cannot wait to just get out of this state even though i get out of it all the time but hey still still nice to get out we don't get out with our families enough so it's time to spend some time with the families but we were able to put together an episode for you guys while we were away because we're always thinking about the fans and the supporters so yeah yeah man and uh you're gonna go to peppa peppa pig land can't wait for that you're gonna get it here we come you're gonna get a golden tan yeah because we know how you tan Yep, get that nice golden tan. <laughs> get that nice golden tan, and uh, I'll be I'll be down there like in a couple hours away from you doing the same goddamn thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Shout out to Guerrilla Warfare Apparel, Condemn Labs, uh, Bare Knuckle Corn Snacks, and uh, 
Norcom Mortgage. Norcom Norcom Nor- Mortgage. And I know uh, BK Bet Shark, you're coming back around, but we're still going to shout you out to BK Bet Shark, one of yeah. the best uh, best in the game. Bet your ass. To, yeah, bet your ass. Uh, with that said, Mike, you got anything else for the peeps? No way. I all I've got is peace. Peace.